to the Prophecy Club. Yes, I did watch the entire Giuliani press conference this morning, and I kept saying, wow, (laughs) wow, okay, this is a giant steps in the right direction, but of course, there's a whole lot more to come. A couple of things I want to say before we get into the Benjamin Franklin dream from Coverstone today. I think that what Trump is doing is preparing to invoke the Insurrection Act, which gives him power and authority to use our military to put down any insurrections, hence Insurrection Act, meaning these people like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the people out there that are burning and looting and we ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, all of this is just child's play uh, when all of a sudden Trump is announced to be the winner and Biden is put down in his place. You can imagine it's going to get really tough. So I think that what Trump is doing is bringing as much of our military home from not just Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, probably Germany, and just about, he's basically pulling, and I don't know this for a fact, okay, I'm not in the military, I don't have any inside sources, I'm just sensing this in the spirit. I think what he is doing is pulling kind of like all hands on deck. Everybody that is in the military in pretty much any place that could be a benefit to him, he is pulling them back to America because he knows there's about to be a civil war. There's about to be blood in the streets of America. That's also the reason he's replacing a lot of people in military positions. And if you have, by the way, some information on this uh, regarding the military and the preparations to start putting down all of this evil, send me the links. I'll work up a whole program on this and bring you the whole whole, whole information. But for right now, that's not what I want to talk about. What I'm led to talk about today specifically is the Benjamin Franklin dream. This came to Dana Coverstone November 16. Now, like the dream we talked about yesterday with uh, Uncle Sam and Lincoln, I, I kind of have to explain where it's going with this whole dream before we get into the whole dream. Matter of fact, there's a couple of things I need to point out and refresh your memory on about the Lincoln dream that we talked about yesterday before we get to this particular dream. As you recall, the last part of the dream from yesterday, if you didn't listen to it, you really need to, uh, to go and listen to that broadcast. Anyway, the man that appeared in the dream, and this is in the Lincoln dream, he says, the man that appeared to me, this is the angel that comes to Dana Coverstone, uh, that I'd seen in the dreams before, he knelt down beside President Lincoln and said... They didn't have any idea what they were doing. And now the nation needs to brace itself for what they deserve. Meaning that right now, what is going on in America, we don't understand what we are doing. We are in the process of ruining our republic. But the good news is, out of that, God is going to bring something else. Uh, According to the prophecy I'm about to read, you would call it a monarchy, You would also call it a world government. You'd also call it a new world order that for a brief period of time, I believe the prophecies say is going to be good. That's when the miracles released. That's when there's a great wave of a tsunami of souls coming to the kingdom. But nevertheless, it is destroying our republic. I believe that our republic ended either November the 3rd when the angel stopped going clockwise with his finger and started going counterclockwise, which is also a few days away from 400 years since the Mayflower Compact was signed, which is only a few days away from when Dimitri was given the message, the warning that God is going to destroy this country 40 years ago. 
So we are in the time when we see some big, big, big things being changed in our nation. Let me go back and repeat this now. They didn't have any idea what they were doing. Right now, America does not know that we are in the process of losing our republic. And it goes on to say, and now the nation needs to brace itself for what they deserve. You remember the lumberjack dream that Coverstone had said, guilty as charged. Well, America has lots of sins on it, and I'm not talking about just the aborted babies. Uh, In addition to that, we have lots and lots and lots of sins upon us. So what it's saying is we're about to get what we deserve, and that is a really big storm. But I really believe that if we continue to pray, and we are, after the spanking, after the correction, after the judgment hits, there's going to be also a great time of harvest. Now let's go on. So we're still talking about yesterday's dream. He then walked over to Uncle Stam, closed his eyes tenderly, and tapped the heart area three times and said, Rest in peace, Uncle Sam. You remember from us talking about yesterday, Uncle Sam is the government, or you could call it the Constitution, meaning the Constitution of America is gone. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's the interpretation of the dream, and I believe it's accurate. Rest in peace, Uncle Sam. Sorry you had to see the ship go down, meaning America as a republic just sank. Again, that's not all bad news, because if it continued like it is, there wouldn't be as many people saved. If our heart is on the kingdom, we understand these things must needs come to pass. Then the final sentence of yesterday's dream is, Then the man, meaning the angel, looked right at me in the dream and said, Nation, specifically, nation, brace yourself for fire and ice, and don't forget to anchor your soul. Meaning, nation, brace yourself, because you're about to see a lot of hard times and some good times. Again, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Then when he says, anchor your soul, he's saying, don't fall away. It's about to get really tough, but don't fall away. Don't get mad at God. These things have, he has warned us. Now let's jump to Matthew thirteen ten, so that we can understand this next dream. So the disciples came to Jesus, Matthew thirteen ten, and said, I'm going to put this in common language here. How come you speak to him in parables? He answered them and said, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. See, that's the reason God has been speaking to us through Coverstone in these dreams, dreams that a lot of people are having all kinds of gyrations. I mean, Coverstone says after every dream, he gets around 500 emails of people telling him this is what it means. And he's getting 500 emails that says this is God and 500 emails that said it's not God. Why? Because those people have not been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven like you and I have. Now, I'm not trying to be arrogant about that. I, and I think you understand you and I have been trained in a lot of things for this moment. Now, let's go on to the next sentence. For whosoever hath to him shall be given. In other words, because we've studied the Bible, Bible prophecy, the modern prophets, because we have been called of God in these last days to be one of those encouragers, to be one of those people that can teach Bible prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, because of that, he's giving us even more understanding. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. In other words, if they don't understand the Bible Bible prophecy, 
<laughs> is going to be taken away from them. They, they do not understand. They've not been seeking the truth. They've been playing in the world, going to ball games, spending money, and having a good time when you and I have been studying, researching Bible prophecy and, and the Bible and stuff. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For these people's hearts is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. I say that about the Coverstone dreams. I think that most people reading these dreams, especially these last few, they, it goes right over their head. They absolutely can't not understand them. It does not make sense to them. But to you and I, <laughs> it's like reading the front page of the newspaper. We understand it perfectly. It takes a little study, but we understand it. Now, let me give you the background and the understanding so you can get this dream, because this is a deep one. This comes to us from Wikipedia. The deliberations of the Constitutional Convention of 1787 were held in strict secrecy. Consequently, anxious citizens gathered outside Independence Hall when the proceedings ended in order to learn what had been produced behind the closed doors. The answer was provided immediately. A Mrs. Powell of Philadelphia asked Benjamin Franklin, Well, doctor, what have we got? A republic or a monarchy? With no hesitation whatsoever, Franklin responded, A republic, if you can keep it. Those words are the words that Benjamin Franklin is probably known for more than anything else. A republic, if you can keep it. So when this dream says Benjamin Franklin, it's talking about whether America is going to continue to be a republic or not. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's saying no. The republic called the United States of America is, I didn't say it's going to be, is gone. It is already gone. I looked up the word monarchy because you're going to need to know that as we go through this dream. Monarchy is a political system based upon the undivided sovereignty or rule of a single person, meaning a monarchy is like a king, which is like a world government. We know that the beast one day will be ruling the world. That's a monarchy. The term applies to states in which supreme authority is vested in the monarch, an individual ruler who functions as the head of state and who achieves his or her position through heredity, in other words, through bloodline. What is saying, and this is the interpretation of the dream we're about to read here, it's saying that America is no longer a republic, America is a monarchy. Now, the question is who's in charge, and I think that's the big question as of right now today. Is it going to be Biden and all of these evil people behind him, or is it going to be Trump and the Christians behind him? That's why we've got to continue to pray. That's the reason the angels spoke to Coverstone, said, Church, now it's up to you, meaning the spiritual battle has been done. We've given you the spiritual victory, but you have to continue to keep that victory. Now let's go into the next dream. This is called Benjamin Franklin, dated November 16, 2020, Dana Coverstone. 
I saw Benjamin Franklin outside at night flying a kite among very stormy skies. I saw lightning in the, ground, in the background, strong winds, and very, very light rain, meaning that's the storm. That's the same storm that Shane Warren saw, Maurice Scalar saw, Terry Bennett saw. Okay, that's the storm. That's the storm that we are now in. The kite was an American flag covered in a type of oil. I believe the oil is talking about the anointing, specifically the anointing that God has put on this nation to carry his Bible, carry his word to the other nations. The kite was an American flag covered with a type of oil, or at least it had a greasy sheen on it. That's the anointing. That's the glow of God. At the bottom of the kite was a chain with a small globe at the end. It was just a globe attached to a chain at the end of the kite, meaning that the rest of the world is hanging by what America does. It's been said that in America, if America sneezes, the rest of the world has pneumonia, meaning we really do rule the world. Franklin was holding the kite very steady in the rain. That means the Republic is struggling to remain steady. He was watching the lightning around him with very wide eyes. He was watching the lightning, anticipating it to strike. Suddenly, a hand appeared out of the heavens, meaning God. What it's about to say is God is going to grab this nation. He is going to shake this nation. As I've said, God is going to humble this nation. As many of the prophets have said, there's going to be a storm. But after the storm, what did Shane Warren say? There's going to be great miracles. What was I told? As the judgment hits, so will the miracles. See, all of this fits together. We understand this. This makes perfect sense to us. He was watching the lightning around him with very wide eyes. He was watching the lightning, anticipating it to strike. Suddenly a hand appeared out of the heavens and grabbed the flag and squeezed roughly and violently. That's the storm. The globe or the judgment. The globe dangled underneath his hand, meaning that the earth is dependent upon America. The hand completely covered the flag kite. Flowing out of the squeeze. By the way, I need to say, this is not exactly word for word from the dream that Coverstone put on the Internet. This is the radioized version, so it flows and sounds right, okay? But it's still accurate. Anyway, flowing out of the squeezed kite was a mix of the oily substance creating a glow. In other words, that's the anointing. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. As the hand squeezed the flag, the oil ran out and flowed all over the globe as it fell back to the earth. Meaning, when America gets shaken, and when the anointing is poured out on America, and when the miracles hit America, it doesn't just stay in America, it goes to the whole world. The glow was coming from heaven, illuminating the flag. In other words, the glory of God hitting the earth. The hand kept squeezing the flag, rolling it back and forth, squeezing and rolling it back and forth with the flag inside, sifting going on in that hand. There were sounds of sifting and sorting and moving in the hand. That's the storm. That's the judgment. Then the rain stopped. The hand opened and revealed several large, and I do mean large, diamonds, and several large chunks of coal, representing those are the overcomers who resisted the beast. They kept their faith in Christ, and they won a lot of souls in all of this trouble, they were the ones at the sports stadiums, and they were the ones winning souls. They were part of that end-time army that had been called to preach and to teach Bible prophecy and to walk in sevenfold miracles. We've been talking about this. This should be making perfect sense to you. There was also a lot of trash in the palm covering the diamonds. Well, what would that be? That would be the tares. And then God reached down and just blew his breath, 
And a lot of the trash flew away, leaving the diamonds in the cold. Well, that straight out of Daniel 2.35 became as the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away. That's the tares. Then no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That's Jesus. The hand lowered to the earth. And the diamonds and the coal rolled out of the hand, meaning after the storm, and in this case, meaning after the whole tribulation, the diamonds were about the size of vehicles, and the coal pieces were about the size of large boulders. The coal was not as big as the diamonds, meaning some of those chunks of coal got squeezed and turned into diamonds. Or another way you could say is Jesus is coming back for a spotless church, a spotless bride, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And it is the tribulation. It is the difficulty. It is the storm. It is the squeezing that removes a lot of those wrinkles and those spots. And some turn from coal to become the diamond. Some remain tares. And they were each laying on this beautiful, green, luscious, healthy-looking grass. The diamonds were shining in brilliance. Well, that's straight out of Daniel 12.3. And they that be wise shall shine in the brightness of the firmament. Or those are the ones that resisted the beast and were given the, the morning star. The diamonds were shining in brilliance. It was night, but the diamonds continued to shine. But the coal had no light coming from it. The coal was squeezed but had not turned into diamonds. <laughs> Those are the tares, the tares that weren't harvested. The coal had been squeezed. Franklin was standing there admiring the scene, and he solemnly said very clearly, I guess we are no longer a republic. And the father spoke and said, No, it's mine now. No, it's mine now, said it twice, as is the whole earth. And Franklin asked, Where did the globe go that was attached to the flag. The father said, it's still being pressured for now, but be released in good time. Then he said, Franklin, keep your glasses on, your eyes sharp, and stay committed to the captain. All right, now let's back up. Let's look at those last couple of phrases again. So the coal had been squeezed. Some of the coal turned to diamonds. In other words, some of those tares repented, received Jesus, and turned into wheat. Franklin was standing there admiring the scene, and he solemnly said very clearly, listen carefully, I guess we are no longer a republic. Go back to the other Coverstone dream. Remember where the angel was circling November the 3rd, and he was going in a clockwise fashion, then he stopped and turned to a counterclockwise direction? I said at the time that that is saying that things have changed. In other words, it's no longer going the way of the world. It's no longer going the way of man. It has changed now. It's going the way of God, meaning that America is no longer a republic. I don't care whatever people say. God says in the spirit is no longer a republic. At this point, it's a monarchy. Now, the question is who's in charge of it. I want to say God, and I want to say God's man, Donald Trump, that is doing his bidding and his will, at least for right now, to clean up the wickedness so that God can hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to believe. I guess we're no longer a republic. Now, he didn't say we're no longer a republic, but he says, I guess we're no longer a republic. Because again, as the angel said to Coverstone, church, now it's up to you. We've got to pray. We've got, I mean, I, 
I believe your prayers, I know my prayers, have certainly increased several times during the day, and especially in my prayer closet. I'm praying specifically for our nation. I guess we're no longer a Republican. The Father spoke and said, no, it's mine now. No, it's mine now. So in that it said it twice, that's saying in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Okay, what does it mean, no, it's mine now? Well, apparently, when our forefathers signed that Mayflower Covenant, on November the 11th of 1620, when they were still on board the Mayflower boat out in the water, and they formed a new nation for the furtherance of the Christian faith, that made us a nation or a republic. God gave us 400 years. But he's saying now, no longer are we a republic. No longer are we, how do I say, under man's rule. But it's saying now we're under God's rule. That's the reason the finger changed from going clockwise, because that's man's rule. If you flush your toilet, the water goes counterclockwise. And I believe that that's the interpretation. That is what it's saying, is saying that there's a big change. What it also covers stone say specifically happens in November. He said fire began to, to land on the, the heads of those people that had been praying. Miracles begin to break out. Okay, as I'm doing this, I'm talking 1119. Hmm, better get uh, get busy on those miracles pretty quick because there's not too many more days in November. But nevertheless, it's not my job to see if the prophecy comes to pass, and neither is it Coverstone's job to see it comes to pass. I'm simply giving you what I believe that God is telling me the interpretation is, and I believe it's correct. So when he says, I guess we're no longer, no longer a republic, I would say, yeah, no, we're not no longer a republic. Now, we're not called the all-capital United States of America. We are now called the Republic of the United States. And we're a monarch. That's the reason we see Trump pulling in and reorganizing a lot of things in the military, because he's about to take over this nation. Why? Because this nation is so filthy, he has to. He has to take over it to clean it up. Hallelujah. May God be with him. Franklin asked, where did the globe go that was attached to the flag? The father said, it's still being pressured for now, but it will be released in good time. Then he said, Franklin, keep your glasses on, your eyes sharp, and stay committed to the captain. That's another way of saying, stay braced, don't fall away, don't deny Jesus, don't get mad at God. Instead, Keep your Bible close. Keep your prayers, your prayer closet going. Keep your prayers going because this is the time we've been prepared for, my brothers and sisters. This is what we have been prepared for all of our life, especially since you've been listening to Prophecy Club. This is what we were born for. Let me change the subject just for a moment. August 7th, 2020, uh, Andre Bronkhorst came and spoke at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Many of you came that night. During his talk, before he started giving personal prophecies, he answered a real big question for me. See, because our office in Topeka is basically a warehouse, and it's in a business district, it does not look like a church. So in getting a new church building here in the DFW area, and I believe God, what God has said he's going to give us one, the question was, do I get one like a warehouse in a business district, or do I get one that really looks like a church? Well, in the talk, he said, I see a church. And he says, it looks like a church. Well, who would say that? Well, God said that. So that confirms to me that we need to be getting a building that looks like a church. Next thing he said was, feed my lambs. In other words, he said, Stan, I'll give you the church. I'll give you the building. 
but you got to feed my lambs. Well, I thought, well, that's fine by me. That's my heart anyway. That night, God began to speak to me. He hadn't done this, but he had two or three times in my life, but it was like going to school. I mean, I could not go to sleep as I was laying there. He just kept speaking to me and kept impressing. There was no audible voice, but boy, if this ever happens to you, nobody has to tell you it's God. Nobody has to tell you. So what he began to say is, Stan, I will give you the church and the people for the church. You must build your foundations because right now, your foundations are not strong enough to hold the number of people that I want to send to you. I don't totally understand that, but I do know this, that all of these 28 years prophecy club, club, okay, has been going. I never have been impressed to ask people to join, and a club has members. Well, so does a church. And what he began to speak to me is you need to start asking people to actually join you. Join the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Join the Prophecy Club. Can't tell you how many emails I get. Do you know of a church in my area? Because I listen to you and I love what you say, but there's not. Do you know of a church in our area? Well, what God impressed me that night is to ask people to join the Spirit of Prophecy Church slash Prophecy Club. In other words, I'm asking you to become a member. And we're going to talk more about this in the future. But if you're just kind of out there, kind of listening, kind of a wandering personality, you know, you don't really have a church home, or maybe you do have a church you attend, but they're like not really, your heart's really not there, then I'm going to ask you to join Prophecy Club and the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We're not going to keep them separate. We're going to have them be one. So if you want to be a part of this ministry, if your heart is with us, if your heart is in winning souls, teaching prophecy, understanding prophecy, and believing that God is still talking, if your heart is building meetings and going to sports stadiums, if all of that is your heart, then I ask you to join. And we are in the process of just getting all of this joining stuff all set up. So I'll be talking about it more. But in the meantime, I'd like you to start just praying about it and thinking about it and asking yourself, is your heart really with Spirit of Prophecy Church, Prophecy Club? Is your heart really with us? Do you really believe what we're doing, what we're trying to do here, what we're called to do? Do you believe we're even called to do this? If so, then when I talk to you more about becoming a member, I'm going to ask you to, to say yes. I'm going to ask you to be a part of it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't go to another church. You may still be going to a church and still be a member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church and Prophecy Club. Nobody says you can only sleep in one tent, so to speak. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's a bad analogy. <laughs> no, no, nobody says you can only own one piece of property. Maybe that's a better way to put it. But anyway, just consider, just consider. I'm going to be talking to you more about membership. October seventh, twenty twenty. Prophet Andre Bronkhorst prophesied that God will give us a new church building because He's about to send us a lot of people. He said, "Feed my lambs." This will allow us to have Miracle Crusades, School of the Prophets, Bible Prophecy Seminars, Deliverance Meetings, and a lot more. Realtors tell us we're probably talking between 2 and $3 million for the building we need. If your heart is with us and God has blessed you, we could certainly use your help. The Spirit of Prophecy Church and Prophecy Club is in need of a new home. If you can help, go to prophecyclub.com, click on the Building Forward link, and donate. 
to help us get a new building. Oh, I've got to add in, the office just called and said that they have a new shipment of Berkey's, plus the Berkey company has set a whole like 500 Berkey's aside just for Prophecy Club to sell. So if you want a Berkey, now is the time to get it. The only water filter I recommend to filter without any water pressure, we've got them in stock and can ship them. To order a Berkey, you should call 785-266-1112. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com. 